All glory to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Once again tonight, I want to specially welcome you if you are joining us for another live broadcast tonight. I believe the Spirit of the Lord has a special word for us as we began to continue to look into the heart of the Father this morning. There were things the Spirit of the Lord said to us. There were directions, insights. There were impartations that we received. And I believe tonight the Lord is going to add to us. As you connect with me, as you join us, I want to believe that the Lord is going to steer once again our heart to journey further into the impressions and the reality of his intention for this glorious day we have been ushered into. We are sons and daughters that have been ordained for such a time as this and therefore we need to know how to live our life in the nature of the spirit of the day that we have been brought into. I want to believe tonight that as we continue to engage the concept, amen, of vision, I believe the Lord will allow us to further press into his intention. Thank you so very much. I see somebody joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you, uh, Brother Daniel. Really appreciate it. God bless you. Uh, tonight, I believe God is going to help us to further, amen, push into the revelation, the intentions, amen, of God's counsel for this glorious day. This morning, what a time we had, and uh, I'm sure not too many people realize that the message was actually recorded on audio. So if you're not aware that we have today's uh, teaching, today's morning's teaching on audio, please do check it because I actually uh, uploaded it in the afternoon. All right. It's half packed. I'm, I'm telling you, by the time I finished listening to that message, I said to myself, they just have to be a part two. So, I believe God tonight that, amen, we will press for that in, you know, in that which, amen, the Lord, amen, is emphasizing because I believe that word is, is a word that is relevant to, to the church, to, amen, to, to the saints in this season and time. That is a now word. That is a rema word, amen, that we all need to hang on to, amen. And I believe that as we allow the spirit of God, amen, to continue to push us further, amen, in this truth, that somehow we will, we will hit a dimension in the spirit that will give us a sense of rest, amen, hope, amen, stability, and, and grace to continue to, amen, advance in the light of what the Lord has ordained for us. Because indeed, as I said this morning, we are a people of vision. When God speaks, God speaks in the context of vision. In other words, amen, our life, amen, is sustained by the spoken word of God. Every one of us, amen, are the expression of God's heart. Every human, amen, is the is a revelation, is the manifestation of God's desire, of God's uh, delight. Remember that in in the garden, hallelujah, Bible says when 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 God placed man in the in the in in Aden, hallelujah, He created a garden. That garden was designed. In fact, that garden is called, amen, delight. Uh, of course, today our life is a reflection, is a manifestation of the delight of God. So when 
things begin to happen to us contrary to what God, amen, has ordained, we need to check ourselves. We need to look at our space. We need to, amen, uh, uh, you know, re-examine, amen, our, our life. We need to, we need to do a retrospect. I believe, and I believe tonight, amen, that as we continue to look into the issues of vision, that once again, our, our understanding, amen, our sight will be recalibrated, amen. We will have once again understanding, capacity, and of course, the tenacity to continue to move, to continue to advance in the, in the intentions of God. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you once again for granting us this opportunity to be alive in times like this and to hear the things that you are proclaiming and declaring yes upon yes the earth thank you father for the awakening of your voice of your heart of your mind thank you for the things that you are doing holy spirit once again we join yes our hearts to that which you are proclaiming you are pointing to certain things in this season and time and therefore we respond to your proclamation we respond to your declaration we say let it be even according to what you have desired and ordained we align ourselves, we align our mind to the things, oh God, that you have ordained for us as, as individuals, as family, as your church. Yes, Lord, as a nation, we proclaim, Lord, that this generation, Father, will enter into the confluence of your prophetic mandate. We will live and not die because we are people, yes, that have hold on to, we are holding on to the vision that you have ordained for our life. We thank you. We bless your holy name. That vision sustains us. And the more we understand, what you have yes unpacked what you have revealed what you have made available within the context of our vision lord that will continue to honor you and to glorify you thank you lord that your will will continue to prosper in our hands you will be glorified hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah oh glory to jesus glory to jesus if you're joining me i want to welcome you again tonight well, this morning, what a time we, we, we had, amen, sharing on Genesis 15. The Lord spoke to us in such a powerful way. I want to read Genesis 15 again. Then I'm going to be looking into one or two other scriptures just to build up, amen, on what we looked at this morning. I felt that was a now word. I felt that is a word personally that energized me, all right, that, that, that built me up, that, you know, edified me. I was edified by the time I was done listening, all right, to that uh, our first uh, uh, session we had this morning i tell you i was energized in my spirit and i believe amen that the things that the lord is saying to us particularly in the midst of this pandemic in the midst of all that is happening amen hallelujah will grant us once again the grace to rise up because as, as we said this morning vision amen sustain vision is what gives us that if you will that capacity that you know ability to almost to become invincible in the midst amen of challenges and 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 traumas amen and and crisis i mean david stood because he was a man of vision he stood before this goliath amen of a beast and he was able amen to bring it down and i believe that if we also we will tap into amen the dynamics of the of the speakings of god if we will tap into the the revelation amen that god is given to us because david David did not, you know, go and attack and fight Goliath by his own might. He trusted something, amen. And whatever he trusted, amen, carried the authority, amen, that was revealed in the context of the vision of God, amen, for the new season. 
Amen. The things that are happening right now may look as if, amen, they are overwhelming. The position and the nature of the days that we live in may seem, may seem as if, amen, there's no way out. But I tell you, if we, if we, if we connect to the, the relevancy of God's word for our life, if we tap into what God, amen, has spoken and what he is speaking, amen, regarding the nature of the day, I tell you, we will have not just the authority to overcome, but we will push for the agendas of God to the next divine amen, intention. And I think that is something that we want to hear. All right? Rather than allow fear, rather than allow amen, the traumas, rather than allow depression amen, to keep us down, rather than allow amen, ourselves to be boggled down by anxiety, it's time to rise up amen, and begin to proclaim and declare the eternal prophetic counsel of God for our life because we are a people amen, that have been born for such a time as this. Amen. Every vision, amen, is designed to function and to be fulfilled within the context, amen, of a season in time. So, it's not us that choose the time. We're not the one that defines when we must go out and manifest. It is the vision. It is, amen, the, the, the timings of the Lord. And once the timing of God dawns upon us based on what God, amen, has ordained for our life, is for us to step out in faith, amen, and begin to see to the fulfillment Amen. Listen, all that God wants is our availability. But let's read the word of God before I go further. Amen. Let's read the word of God. Genesis chapter 15. That is the, that is the key. That is the key God has given to us. And Genesis amen, 15 is also the key that I want to take this evening to lead us to a place we've never been before. As we track, amen, the spirit and the life of the patriarch who have transversed this path. Amen. Who have journeyed on this path. As we look into the life of men. Amen. Who who were able to overcome the challenges, the, 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 the fear and the limitations of their time, amen, through the declaration of the word of the Lord. I believe we also, amen, can, 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 can do the same as we trust, as we hold on to, as we believe, amen, what God has ordained for our life. Let's look at Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1. After this, there were things that has happened, hallelujah. There are realities that is happening. There are things that is, you know, shaping the reality, the speakings of God, amen. God like I, like I always say, God always speak within the context, amen, of you know, of an objective. The Bible says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram. Abram had not even entered the dimension of covenant. He was still living from that order of him being called out. Amen. He was still living within the context of him being called out from the land of the Chaldeans. Amen. From the land of you know the, the Mesopotamians. Amen. He was still living from that order of him being Abraham. He has not even become Abraham. Amen. The, the man that God made the covenant with. But because the eyes of the Lord is upon because the hand of the Lord is upon him. Because God, amen, has pointed at him. There is something about his life that was going to bring a change, a difference, amen, to his time. The Bible says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision and that is something that we looked at this morning god's word came to him in a vision and i remember saying this morning that it is important that that whenever god amen comes to us amen he comes with the word 
It comes with the word because the word, amen, are there to sustain. The word are there, amen, to guide us. The word of the Lord is there to lead us. The word of the Lord is there, amen, to give us direction, to give us how, amen, the how to live life. The Whenever God's word comes to us, the word of the Lord shapes us, amen. The word of God, amen, imparts our life. The word of God transforms us, amen. The word of the Lord gives us vision. It gives us insight. The word of the Lord, hallelujah, has, has a way, amen, of realigning our life and I remember saying to us that whenever God's word comes to us it changes our perspective hallelujah it tells us how to live life amen the word of the Lord has the sustaining power whenever God's word comes to you amen that word births a vision now the vision amen that God's word brings into our life amen provides for us sustains us amen empower us and of course keeps us even in times amen of, of war in times amen of, of hardship the word of the Lord has the ability, amen, to keep us, to keep us. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to him in a vision. Vision means that that which... That which is beyond, amen, is five senses. Vision means that which is beyond is ability. Vision means that which is beyond is faculty. That's what vision is. That's what vision means. Vision means that which, hallelujah, you have nothing to input. You have nothing to say. You did not contribute into it. No. Vision is that which, amen, God brings into your space. It's not something that somebody introduced to you. Vision is not purpose, but vision can produce a purpose. Let me repeat that. Vision is not purpose, amen, but vision can birth a purpose into your life because what vision does, it gives you a sense of direction. Vision gives you a sense of, you know, how to live your life. Vision gives you a sense of, you know, you know, a, a, a direction. It, it tells you, hallelujah, how to live your life. It, it tells you what your life is all about. It tells you what God intends your life for. Vision tells you where to be, amen, how to live life, where to live your life, amen, who to marry, Hallelujah. The kind of things, hallelujah, the kind of job, the kind of you know direction, vision shapes our life. And only God can give us vision because He's the only one that defines, He's the only one that knows who we are and what He has ordained our life for. That is not purpose. Purpose is what comes after you have encountered vision. Purpose is what comes after you, we have encountered vision. Hallelujah. Society can give us purpose. All kinds of situation, issues around. As, as we are dealing with the pandemic, some people are waking up with purpose. Yes, the pandemic is giving them purpose. But that does not mean that amen, what they're doing is a reflection of vision. When you encounter God, you encounter amen, destiny, you encounter purpose. Hallelujah. When we encounter God, when we encounter God, God speaks. God, God, God speaks into our life. God gives us the essence, the reason for our existence. That is the essence, hallelujah, of vision. Vision is an heavenly assignment. Amen. In fact, the way I used to describe it, the way I used to define it is vision is an heavenly calling, amen, for an earthly assignment. Vision is an heavenly calling for an earthly assignment. Let me repeat it again. Vision is an heavenly calling. It takes heaven to call you to fulfill or to function, amen, within the context of a vision. Your nation cannot give you a vision 
Hallelujah. Your pain cannot give you a vision. Your wife cannot give you a vision. Your husband cannot give you a vision. Your, your, your environment cannot give you a vision. Your skin cannot give you a vision. Hallelujah. No, the only person that gives a vision is God. And I hope you understand that I'm using this word vision, amen, intertwined, inter, in, you know, interchanged, all right? There is a vision that you encounter because you encounter God. Hallelujah. And there is a vision meaning that God speaks something to you. God says something to you for you to count out. In fact, as we are on, on, on Genesis, as we are on Genesis, you know, chapter 15, there is a man that God gave a vision that we studied some time ago. Maybe I should quickly go back there and, and, and see how we can come back to Genesis. Let's go to the book of Acts. Let's go to the book of Acts quickly. I'm just trying to see how I can multitask here. Right. Let's quickly go to Acts, the book of Acts chapter 9. Because this is very important. When you encounter God, you encounter vision. When we encounter God, we encounter vision. Let's quickly look at Acts chapter 9. And then we're, later on, we're going to look at another uh, a scripture in Acts that defines vision to us. Let's quickly look at Acts chapter 9. Of course, you understand I'm talking about the conversion of Paul. But it's not just about the conversion, amen. In verse 15, when you know, uh, uh, Aeneas was still you know, trying to argue with God regarding you know, this guy. Is this guy actually converted? You know, Every conversion brings us to a dimension where we engage God. We must, when we encounter God, we must have a vision of God. We must have a vision of heaven. Because it's in that context amen, that our essence or, or purpose or objective amen, in the HRM becomes real. That's why I keep saying to people, you can live your life no matter what you are doing, no matter how good and successful in what you're doing. If you have not encountered God, you have not encountered the essence of life. Alright? Whatever you're doing, amen, must be born, must be birthed out of what God said to you. Amen. Dead people, blind people, disconnected people are there, do not have access to God. No matter how educated you are, no matter how informed, amen, you are, no matter how rich, how influential you are, if you have not encountered God, you have not encountered the essence of your life. You have not come into the purpose, amen. Because only an awakened spirit, only a redeemed person earlier actually enter into the essence of Israel life. Only heaven gives us vision. Hallelujah. This is powerful. Paul had lived his life, you know, Saul of Tarsus has lived his life doing his own thing, you know, doing, and he was successful in the context of def, human definition of success. He was successful in what he was doing until he encountered God. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, and then I'm, I'm going to go back to Genesis. Acts chapter 9, Bible says, and the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument. This man is my chosen vessel, is my chosen instrument. To carry out my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show, listen to this, I will show, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So vision does not necessarily mean that all is going to be well. <laughs> Vision does not mean that everything is just going to go, amen, you know, uh, 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 you know, palatable for you. 
Amen. Vision means that what God has designed and ordained your life for, but he grants you the grace, amen, to go through whatever you need to go through so that his counsel, amen, for your life can be fulfilled. You are the delight of God. That is what vision does. Vision makes you the delight of God. Vision exposes, amen, what you have been created. Bible says we are created for his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Vision brings you to the place, to the place, to the point where you know why you have been created so you can bring pleasure to the Father. Hallelujah. So when Ananias could not understand this man who, who had persecuted the church, in fact, who is going to you know, Damascus to, you know, to arrest people and to put them in jail, you know, the, the, you know, the, the prophet, this man could not just understand why the Lord will begin to interact with him. God said, no, 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 you don't understand. Go, he's a chosen one. What am I saying? I'm saying that no matter what is happening around you and no matter the event that is shaping you know, our world, if you're a person of vision that has been have been assigned or that has been sent amen events should not amen change who you are and what you represent in fact amen vision amen are, are unveiled are revealed within the context amen of you know of, of life crisis there are certain people that their vision amen becomes you know real becomes manifest becomes relevant within the crisis of the day right now as we are dealing with this issue of pandemic there are certain people that amen god is awakening amen through the vision that he has given to them why because for such a time as this those people amen have been designed have been shipped out amen to carry out you will see them. They will be the one bringing out solution. They will be the one bringing out amen, innovations. They will bring the one. They will be the ones earlier bringing out direction. You know, bringing out all kinds of answers to you know these things that is causing men to collapse. It is important that we understand that vision selects amen, our day of manifestation. It says, "Go is a chosen one." I will even show him the things that he will suffer. So a lot of us right now may be going through some suffering and we are interpreting that suffering, amen, as, you know, something that is bad and, they, and our mind or the devil is telling us to go and hide somewhere, to go run somewhere, all right? Uh, it's not the time to hide. It's not the time to go into some hiding. It's time to look inward and say, God, is this the time for me to express that to which you have ordained for my life? Is this the time that you will want me to come out, amen, and speak on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves? Is this the time that you will have me, amen, go into that, you know, uh, uh, research and bring out some solution? Whatever God's plan and purpose, amen, is within the context of the day that you live in, you've got to come out. One of the things that we saw this morning, amen, when God spoke to Abram, God says, go out and look at the sky, he said, go out and look at the, at the sky. And I said to us this morning that when you go out amen, in the morning afternoon and you look at the sky, you don't see no star. Amen. Because it's all bright. You want to see the glory of the star. You've got to come out in the night. When you go out in the night, then you see the beauty of the star. So within that chaos, within that crisis, within that challenge, within that quagmire, within that, amen, whatever it is, pandemic, amen, there is a star the Lord wants us to gaze at. There's something God wants us to see. There's something the Lord wants us to, hallelujah, be focused on to bring the answer that humanity needs. Hallelujah. The whole essence of the church, amen, 
is to redeem the earth. The Bible says creation is growing within the crisis, within the corona, within the virus. Creation is still crying. Hallelujah. They say you have been, you have been sent for such a time as this. That's what we track, amen, about Esther. They say you have been, you have been brought, hallelujah, to, to, the, to the palace for such a time as this. When men are hiding and running away, when men are seeking to hide somewhere, when everybody is being rejected, this is the time for you to come out, amen, and present yourself, and present your beauty, and present your oil. This is not a time to go into slumber. This is not a time, amen, to be beaten down. This is not a time to begin to panic and fear. This is not a time for crisis. It's the time for the revelation, for the manifestation of the vision of God in your life and through your life. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much, uh, uh, Priscilla, for joining. Really appreciate this. Thank you so very much. So we have to understand uh, that this is, a, this is an opportunity God, amen, is given to us. This is a moment that God uh, wants us to rise up, amen, and be counted. It's in times like this that we know people who are true visionaries, who are true visionary, you know, leaders. It's in times like this. This is the time, amen, a time where everybody is in hiding, where people are frustrated, amen, don't know what to do. God sent, amen, a lad. God sent a lad earlier to go save the day. Let's quickly go back to Genesis because I'm not done with Genesis 15. Genesis 15 verse 1 again. And, and after this, whatever, whatever after this means, whatever after this, it could be after the pandemic. Amen. It could be amen, within the Bible says after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And I, I want to emphasize again, amen, the issue of God's word coming. You see, when God's word comes to you, that word becomes your sustaining capacity. That word becomes, amen, your sustaining, uh, you know, strength. When God gives you a word, that word sustains you. That word becomes your provision. Hallelujah. That word becomes what, what maintains you. When everybody's falling, amen, when people are dying of the virus because the word of the Lord, hallelujah, had come to you, that word has the ability Amen. To, to sustain you. Even though you may contact somebody with the virus earlier, but because the word of the Lord dwells in you, that, that virus just died. In fact, you don't even know you contacted it, but you are still living, you are still breathing, and everybody is waiting. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about Paul, amen, with the shipwreck. Because when they got to that island, remember when they got to that island, and Paul, amen, was trying to gather some, some wood, amen, you know, to, to, to make fire so that they can warm them Himself. The Bible says he, he unknowingly gathered a man a serpent. <laughs> he, he unknowingly gathered a serpent. You know, you see, this is a guy that is tracking vision, that is journeying via vision. Hallelujah. God has spoken to him earlier within, within the ship that nobody on this ship is going to lose their life. Even though there's going to be shipwreck, but nobody's going to lose their life. So they have been they've been journeying. He's on his way to Rome. He was going to appear before Caesar because God has a day with the house of Caesar. Aye. 
God has a day with the house of Caesar and God is using events. Amen. This man has been in prison. This man refused, amen, to compromise with, you know, with, with, you know, with, with, with Festus. And Festus was wondering, Paul, why can't you just compromise with me? I can release you. Paul said, I plead my case to Caesar. Certain event right now that is panning out around us is actually a direction, a bridge, a gateway, a pathway that will lead us to a higher place where God's glory can be made manifest. You see, but if we don't see it if we don't understand this thing we are going to give up we're going to give it we're going to say well this is the day of death it's not the day of your death it's the day to recalibrate the vision the bible says that paul he unknowingly packed a serpent and the serpent you know beat paul's hand and paul amen shook the serpent shook the snake into the fire. And the people around, they knew what that meant. If a serpent beats you, you're going to fall and die. Because first of all, they don't even have a medicine. They don't have a cure for it. So they were actually waiting for Paul to die. But this is a man that carried the word of the Lord. This is a man that is living via the authority, amen, of a saint one. A person of vision is a saint one. Hallelujah. A, a person of vision is a saint one by God. Because you see, when God wants to do something in the earth, amen, he looks for a people and he infuses his purpose. He infuses his objective, amen. He infuses his desire into their heart. And when God does that, amen, he infuses them with everything that they need. He equips them. The equipping of a vision is not just the power of oratory. It's not just about being able to speak. It's not just about being able to communicate. Amen. Everything you need, everything that that vision needs, amen, to become a reality, you are equipped with it. That's why sudden vision, amen, selects, amen, you know, a, a, a resource. Yes. I don't have everything, but I have everything to fulfill, hallelujah, the mandate of God for my life. I don't have everything, but I've got everything that I need, amen, to fulfill. You see, some people think to fulfill their vision, they need to know everybody. No, you don't need to know everybody. You need to know the right people. Thank you so very much. I see somebody else joining. Thank you so very much. Everyone joining this evening. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Daniel. Thank you so very much. Oh, hallelujah. Everything that you need to fulfill what God has given to you is within, is within the vision. And that is why it's, it's time. This is why it's time we need to begin to interact. Some of us actually think that we know our vision. We may know part of it. But we have not fully come into the realization of everything. You see, there are dimensions that you will never come into until you meet, until you step out. You, you get to the point, to the place, amen, where that vision needs to speak. The Bible says, amen, the vision is for, is for a season. It's for a time period. Tarry, wait for it. When the day, amen, of the vision to be fulfilled comes, the Bible says the vision will speak, not you. The vision will speak. I've been to certain places. I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been to certain places where, you know, it's like you look at the people around and you just say to yourself, where do you start from? But suddenly, the vision starts speaking. That's how you know the call of God upon your life. What am I doing? I'm just highlighting, amen, that God spoke.
spoke to Abraham in a vision. In a vision. In a vision. Vision is not just about when you go to sleep in the night and then you, 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 you encounter you know, a revelation. That's, that's part of it, but it's not it. Vision is when God drops a word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed, that proceed from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by what sustained man. man if, your, if your life is just being sustained, amen, by bread and butter, by, you know, what you can buy, what you, you know, people give to you, amen. If, if you are being sustained by the human natural realm, amen, man shall not live by bread alone. Bread alone is what sustains the outer man, amen. Bread alone is what keeps the outer man going. And sometimes bread alone can fail. Man shall not live alone. Meaning that we need we need bread and butter. Hallelujah. But we cannot depend on that to be able to carry out the kind of amen, issues, the kind of mandate, the kind of you know messages, the kind of you know assignment God amen, is unveiling in these days of the end. In the days of the end we need to interact with heavenly reality. In the days of the end as we engage the days of the man of sin, as we engage the days of the nearness of the kingdom of God, we need to begin to interact with the dimension of a life that is not of the earth. That which is of the earth is earthy. If you base and live your life by bread alone, you will be disappointed. That's why it's important that we interact with spiritual things. You see, the Bible says when God encountered Saul of Tarsus and he was sent to the street called Straight. He was doing two things. He was praying and he was fasting. As he was praying, as he was praying and fasting, Bible says the Lord opened his eyes. He saw him. He saw Ananias coming. He saw him coming to pray. You see, when you live life from the dimension that is governed, ruled by vision, you wouldn't need too too many trying to. Uh, do you believe me? You don't believe me? No, no, no. You've seen it before it happened. You have heard, Hallelujah. They have told you. Even communicates with the man of vision. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Don't be afraid. I said it to us this morning. That the first thing that happens to us when we encounter God is the elimination of fear. Fear and vision do not coexist because vision is of God. When God, you see, after all the things God said to Paul. <laughs> you see, God never said, okay, well, everything is just going to be. They said, these are the things you are going to suffer for my name's sake. They told him. But they also gave him hallelujah. What will cushion? What will sustain? What will you know keep him? They gave him the grace. You know how many times Paul prayed <laughs> to remove this burden, this 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 messenger of Satan. The Bible call it messenger. It says it says three times I prayed. God remove this thing. God says no. I'm not going to remove it. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is perfect in your weakness. He said three times I went to pray. God can't you remove this 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 whatever it is. Theology you know uh, I've speculated you know maybe it's a sickness maybe whatever we, we don't know whatever that thing is but we know it was something that was painful that buffeted Paul. 
We know there's something that he didn't like. We know there's something earlier that if, if, he, if he had his way, he would kick that thing away. But they say, keep it there. Keep it. There are certain things that will keep him in our life to keep us, to keep our eyes focused, to keep us on the journey. Yes, though I go through, amen, you're going through it. You're not going to live there. You're not going to stay there. Though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, though I go through the valley of Baca. They keep it there. It's part of your trophy. Amen. Those pain, those, those challenges, amen. They, they, you, they're not going to kill you, but they might just bring you to a place of the breaking, but they will not kill you. And in that point, in that place where you feel tight and difficult and, and challenging, God say, hey, here is my grace. My grace is sufficient for you. It's part of the vision, friends. Vision has all kinds of dimensions of, of, you know, of expression. Don't be afraid. Why? Because he was going to go through a season, a period in his life that will cause him to, to doubt and to fear. Just like today, many, many Christians, many believers, not just the people of the world, many people are afraid. In fact, if you tell me that you are not afraid of the days that we live in, I would say he's either a man you have truly heard from God or you're lying. Situations that we are faced with, when you see the way people are dying and they're losing loved ones, people dying and they're and the alarming right to which people like that, when you look at what is going on, something on the inside of you will say, who's next? But like I said, it's going to take vision to go through this season. It's going to take you reminding yourself. It's going to take you rehearsing the things God has spoken. You see, because vision sustains you even in times of famine. Even in times of war, in times of sickness, in times of crisis, in times earlier of pandemic. In times where you don't know where to turn to. Listen friends, I said it this morning, I'm going to say it again. The days that we live in, no man, no human system earlier is immune except those who are connected to God. Except those who have their life secured amen, in the vision of heaven for their life. Nobody. Not even those in government. Even if they know, you know, some of the things going, go, you know, going on, you know, behind the scene, nobody. Even if they claim that they've got some special, you know, a, a vaccine that immunes them from what is going on. Listen to this: the judgment of God, Amen, is upon the earth. God is sifting the earth. Even those who think, well, we are the one in charge. <laughs> We coined out this thing because we want to depopulate the earth. We want to, we want to, we want to do our own thing. Listen to this. God supersede them. When they think they are wise, God proves that he's wiser than them. So nobody is immune. Nobody will escape this day. Except those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Except those who have come to learn to abide. Under the shadow of the Almighty, then they can say, We've got to understand. Don't be afraid. I am your shield. Why does, why does God speak to Abraham in the context of protecting him? 
I am your shield. God is speaking to Abraham about vision, but then he's not saying, I am your shield. Why would you need a shield if there are no war? Why would you need a shield, amen, if there are no battles? Why would you need, why would God be defining himself as Abraham's shield if there is no challenge, if there are no opposition? You understand? The context to which God speaks to us reveals the nature of the days that we find ourselves. The way God, if you want to know, amen, the, the seasons that you live in, look at the context, amen, of the voice of God, of the we, of the word of God to your life, amen. Look at the way, look at the scripture that is coming alive to you. Look at the things earlier that are jumping out. When you read the word, what scripture jumps out? What are, what are, what are, what are the words people are sending to encourage you? Somebody said, oh, well, I just woke up in the morning and I thought about you and this scripture came to mind. <laughs> And they, and they say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, that is the context, amen, of the voice of God to your life. Of the, of, of the word of the Lord comes. Somebody says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, amen, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let you, then you know the context. You see, the way God speaks to you shows the context of the day that you live in and how you need to, amen, begin to align your life. How you need to begin to direct your life so that you are not you are not captured by the events of the day. You are not captured by the crisis of the time. God speaks. He's still speaking. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. I am your shield. And I'm also your great reward. I'm going to reward you, Abraham. But all of these must be in the context of what? Of the vision. Do you know the vision? Do you know God's vision for your life? Do you know God's intention for your life? Do you know the assignment of heaven over your life? Do you know you are God's word, hallelujah, in expression? Do you know that God, hallelujah, is taking delight in how you live your life? Listen to this. Your security is within, amen. The, 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 the provision of the vision of God for your life. Your security, your protection, your provision, amen, is, is within, amen, the vision of God for your life. And listen to this, friends. Not, not only those who are called into the fivefold ministry are called into vision, are given vision. Those, those fivefold ministry, amen, are there to help us. They are there to resource. They are there to help us grow, build up, amen, the vision that God has for the saints. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, the saints will inherit the earth. That's a powerful word. Meaning that whatever is going on, call it corona, call it, you know, uh, economic crisis, call it global, you know, warming, whatever is going on, the saints a dimension of people in the earth called saints will inherit the earth. And to do that, we need to understand the dynamics of the spirit of meekness. Because the Bible says the meek will inherit the earth. So my point is, as God continues to speak to us, and as we understand amen, the nature of the, of the days we live in, in the context of God's plan, we know how to deal with, we know how to address, we know how to engage earlier, the oppositions, amen, the, the, the persecution, the trial, amen, the need and the crisis of the day. God is speaking. The issue is we don't know how to respond to what God is saying. Habakkuk chapter 
Let's quickly look at Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. We have defined what a vision is. They said the vision, amen, is yet for an appointed time. In other words, the vision, vision is always futuristic. Vision is always futuristic and future starts from tomorrow. But you cannot jump into tomorrow, amen, without understanding the vision for today. If you wait for tomorrow to try to, amen, begin to interact with the vision, it's too late. Because the vision for tomorrow is the time for engagement. So by today, you need to know. They were already telling him what is going to happen tomorrow. But they're not saying wait until tomorrow before you engage. Begin to interact. Begin to familiarize yourself. Begin to know. Begin to understand. Begin to rehearse. So that when tomorrow comes, that's not the time to start rehearsing. That's not the time to start saying to yourself, Oh, am I, how, how am I supposed to be using the sword? No, no, you're, you're already prepared. You're already prepared. Vision keeps our sight, amen, sharp. Vision must position us in such a way that, amen, in season and out of season, we are ready. We know how to live life. We know how to engage and how to disengage, yes. We know when to give ourselves to learning and when to begin to train, amen, in order to practice what we have learned. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the goal. I'm reading from the Amplified Translation. It hurries, is juggling, is moving, is pressing towards the goal of the fulfillment. It will not fail, even though it seemed to be delaying. Even though it seemed like the vision is delaying. Like I said this morning, many of us, particularly in this age that we live in, we have not learned the honor, amen, of waiting. We have not learned the value, the virtue, hallelujah, of waiting. They who wait upon the Lord. When you wait upon the Lord, you are waiting upon, amen, a period, a season of development. You see, vision must be developed. Jesus knew his vision. He knew his call. He knew his purpose from age 12. But that's not the, that's not the time of fulfillment. The time of fulfillment is going to be a period in time earlier where certain power, certain forces, amen, certain demonic system, amen, will seek to want to continue to rule and to, you know, and to, and to destroy. You see, God always brings out his own within the context, amen, of a season that is evil. It's just like the season of period where Jesus was born. When Jesus was born, guess what? Every child from age two downwards died. Think about that. Vision, amen, a birth in times where you have crisis at hand, in times where all kinds of situations, amen, are in place that will cause you to wonder, is this the right time? Is this the right time to give birth? Is this the right time to have a child? Is this, I mean, who gives birth to, you know, to a child in times of corona? Well, vision says this is the best time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently. Patient is a virtue. The virtue of patience, we need it. Amen. Having done all things to stand, they say, stand therefore. How do we stand in days where men are collapsing? 
How do we stand in days where people are collapsing? In days where, amen, situation, excuse me, circumstance around is causing men to bow the knees. It's forcing men to bow the knees. How do we take our posture? By developing, amen, the virtue of the spirit. By rehearsing, amen, the will and the counsels of God for our life. Even though it, it delays, wait patiently for it. Because it will certainly come. It will not delay. It will not delay. It will not delay. What is the point? When God gives you a vision, you need to develop the right character value. The value system that sustains, that upholds the vision. That keeps flaming and fanning that vision unto maturation. You need to develop that. You need to come to a point and place where you are not, you are not engaging amen, in presumption. You are not, not forcing your way. You are not forcing things out. You wait patiently. You let amen, patient to perfect his work in you. You let you you allow long suffering to perfect his work in you. Like I said, the vision will keep you. But the context of that is you must develop character. You must develop virtue. You must develop amen, the sense of honor. You must be ready and be prepared. So when they say go, you don't look back. You don't look back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify your holy name, Father. We bless your name, Jesus. Spirit of the Lord, we hold on to that which you are speaking to us. We hold on to that which you are proclaiming in this season and time. We allow ourselves, Lord, to be anchored on the vision. The vision of life. We declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That this day where your word is coming to us with life, with clarity. That we will live, oh God, to see to the fulfillment of your intentions for our life. That your eternal desire, oh God, will come to fruition. That your plan for our life will come into fruition. That nothing will hinder, nothing will hamper that which you have said. That your will, oh God, will find inroad and expression in our life. We thank you right now that you are shaping us, oh God, to become indeed vessels, carriers of your prophetic intention. We thank you, Lord, that there shall be no delay. We refuse to die. We declare life is what we receive. We have left the order of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We have entered into the day, yes, where we live via the order of eternal life. We are of the sons of Christ. We are the daughters of Zion. And we have embraced this day, yes, the spirit of life. We are sons of immortality. We clothe ourselves with life. We speak life to every dimension of our existence. We declare this day that we are surrounded by, yes, the angelic, yes, host of heaven. We are surrounded, yes, by angels of war. They war on our behalf while we hold our peace. 
You say, hold your peace and see the salvation of your God. Father, we see your salvation this day. We declare in Jesus' name that if God be for us, who, what can be against us? Once again, we declare that we are shielded, yes, Lord. We are shielded, yes, by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. We declare in the name of Jesus that the word of the Lord has gone ahead of us. And we are following suit to the, to the place of the fulfillment of God's intention. Let's look at Acts chapter 27. Acts 27. Vision. We're still looking at the concept of vision. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's take it from verse 25. You know, you know the story of Paul's you know, uh, uh, voyage. That's a powerful scripture that we can use to track. Amen. How God takes us from point A, you know, to the finishing point of his intention for our life. God already has spoken to Paul. All right? You see, as we read in Acts chapter 9, amen, God said, these are the things that I've ordained for you. Your vision, your calling is established. This is it. In, in, in Acts 26, amen, Paul reestablished. Paul rehearsed the vision again to King, King Agrippa. Amen. King, you know, Paul said to King Agrippa, I was brought before you not because I stole, not because I had a quarrel or fight with somebody. He said, but because I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Hallelujah. Sometimes the vision of God for our life will stir all kinds of things around us that we think is the devil. No, it's not the devil. It is God creating an event, putting things in, 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 in their rightful place. And sometimes what is right may create chaos. But the will of God will be established. We have to begin to develop amen, the sight to see, to have a bigger understanding, a bigger you know, clarity of the vision of God. God's vision is bigger than the activities of men. God's vision is bigger earlier than what some globalists amen, are planning. God's vision is bigger earlier than human government, is bigger earlier than some financial God knows what. God's vision is bigger than the corona, is bigger than earlier the virus, it's bigger than the pandemic. There is a God who rules and sits over the affairs of men, and that God is the one whom we represent. Do you know that? Do are you are you are you sure of that? Is your life being lived within the context of the vision of God? Because if we don't, we're gonna get to the point, a place where we will compromise. It's part of how to, how to live our life in the days of the end. The picture we read, we see in Acts 17, amen, is a clear amen, image of living within the days of the end. That when you begin to move to us, that place of the fulfillment, I hope you understand that Rome became amen, the, the melting point, the position, the place of the fulfillment of God's prophetic amen, mandate for, you know, for Paul. To reach Rome and to proclaim and declare the counsel of God. The counsel of God in Rome, amen, I mean, was the, was the, was the highest point of the vision of Brother Paul. Many vision, amen, died prematurely before they reached that point, that, that, that height, that, that zenith, amen, of their, of their intention. I have said that I'm not going to die. 
I refuse to die, amen, before fulfilling the purpose of, of God for my life. Every vision, everything God has ordained me to fulfill within this nation and outside this nation will be successfully carried out. The vision will speak for itself in the day appointed. If it tarries, wait for it. While you're waiting earlier, don't fold your hand. Waiting is not passiveness. Waiting, amen, is developing character. Waiting is developing, amen, all the necessary preparation that you need so that when you appear before Caesar, when you appear before, amen, that point of the fulfillment of the vision, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not, you know, mumbling. You see, when Joseph finally got to the palace of Pharaoh, you see, he wasn't scratching his head. Can I, can I give any, do I know how to interpret this dream? The moment, in fact, before Pharaoh began, he said, I will give you the interpretation. Oh, I know a God who interpret dreams and vision. When Daniel, in the midst, amen, of captivity, got to, amen, the palace of Nebuchadnezzar. He wasn't scratching his head. In fact, he said to the king, you don't need to kill nobody today. I know God earlier who, who, who answers prayer. Let your servant go and consult with his God. Nebuchadnezzar said go. But the next day, remember, this man could not even remember the dream. He, he told him the dream and gave him the interpretation. The same thing, hallelujah, amen, Joseph did in Egypt. Listen, the days of crisis are the day, amen, where opportunity are granted to the saints to exhibit the vision of God. Listen, God is about the redemption of the earth. And for, for the earth to be redeemed, God will have to bring us to confront certain power, certain principality, certain system of wickedness in high places. Oh, Jesus. Come, bragazayadara. Rise up. Rise up in the might of the Lord. Position yourself at the gate. For you will yet speak and prophesy again. Fear the God of heaven. The name of Yahweh will be known across the earth. A people will serve him. A remnant will come and proclaim the name of Elion. This is not the day of death. Out of death I am bringing forth newness. Life is coming forth. A seed is sprouting and bringing forth, yes, a canal that will bring forth and harvest for my glory. This is the day of my harvest, said the Lord. See again, look again, and behold the field, for it is white already. The confusion, out of the confusion, there is a cry. Who will redeem us? Who will save us? Stand up and proclaim my word at the gates. Acts 17. Let's look at from verse. Let's take it from verse 21. After they had gone a long time without food. Remember at this moment they had already faced all kinds of challenges. The Bible says after they had gone a long while without food. food Paul 
stood up before them and said, "Men, you should you should have you should have taken my advice not to sail, amen, from Crete. You should have listened to what the Spirit of the Lord told me. I gave you direction. I gave you insight. But you see, it's like who is Paul? You're a prisoner." <laughs> And listen to this, friends. Let me give you a word. You may be in a situation that seems to limit you. You may be in a condition, amen, that says you have no say. You may be in a company, you know, you may be walking somewhere and it's like you, 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 you know, you, it's keep quiet. But God has placed his word in your mouth. Listen, you need to open your mouth and speak. In the day and a time of crisis, in a day where things look confusing and everybody is trying to, you know, save their head. And people who know nothing are trying to prove that they know something. And God has spoken to you. And you know that God has spoken to you. Speak out. Because listen, at the end of the day, your word will save the day. I've been in a situation in places where, you know, people don't expect me to say anything. In fact, they look at you as like, who are you? And, you know, like, excuse me, can I just say something? And by the time I spoke, in fact, that is, let me not even go into all of that. I've been in trouble just by speaking. And, you know, everybody seemed like, whoa, we never thought of that. Wow. Why can't you just handle this thing for us? And then you create trouble. Because there are pastors who have agenda. Who think life is all about money. You see? And everybody just, like, they, they just come for you. The community that I was, that I'm, that I'm in now, I've been in some groups where I just give ideas, suggestions of what can be done to transform the plight of the people. And the pastors who, are, who have been sitting on the board, amen, who, who, who have been living via the poverty. See, you know, poverty has become, you know, a, a, you know, a, a key for certain people to, to continue to you know, live their life in, in sustenance, in abundance. You know, yes. Po poverty has become a weapon of expressing their political class and position. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just open. I just, I just speak. I'm not a politician. And all the people are like, wow, Isaiah, we never thought about that. We would like you to handle this project. But the next day, they change their mind. Why did they change their mind? Because somebody polluted their mind. Because somebody, you know, thought that money is not going to come to us again. When you're in a position, a condition where you need to speak, open your mouth and speak. Paul said, you should have listened to me. You shouldn't have gone the way of Crete. Because after many days, nobody could eat. They have, they have, they have been shipwrecked. They have faced all kinds of challenges. He says, then you should have, you should not have sailed to a street, amen. Then you should have what? Spared yourself this damage and lost. I feel like jumping now. I just. God is bringing, God is redeeming the redeemers. God is bringing answer to us. You see, 
For you to have a vision and to believe in that vision, you need to believe in God and you also need to believe in yourself. Because if you live in an environment earlier that tells you that you are nobody because of the color of your skin, that tells you earlier that because of where you come from, but because you are from this particular part of the world, but because you come from this, God knows what, because you are a, a woman, uh, listen to this, you need to believe in God and believe in yourself. Believe in that which heaven has deposited. If there is anybody that believes in Isaiah, Isaiah, in Isaiah I believe in myself. I believe in what God has deposited in me. I trust my spirit. Do you know many of us Christians, we don't even trust our own spirit. You're not sure amen, if God is the one speaking to you, but you know God spoke to you, but you're not sure because you are not used to. You, are not, you, are, you have not developed amen, a relationship with the spirit of God and with your own spirit. So when God speaks, you need somebody to affirm it. You need somebody to confirm it. You need, you need the apostle to tell you he's God. You need the bishop. You need, you, come on. You need to believe. There are things that happen to me and I quickly respond to because I know the way God speaks to me. You see, we used to have a prophetic school. We didn't have it this year because of so many things that we have to do where we train, teach people how to hear God for themselves. In the days that we live in, for your vision to be able to speak, your vision needs your voice. <laughs> Your vision, the vision of God for your life, amen, needs you to believe in yourself. Because listen, God is not going to bypass you. God is going to use you as his representative. So if you don't believe in yourself, you see, Paul believed in himself. He said, you should have listened to me. You would have saved yourself from this damage and lost. But now I urge you, to keep up your courage. Because, amen, because not one of you will be lost. My God. This guy held the destiny of the people who held him in captivity. Who held him in prison. I hope you understand that while he was amen, in the ship, he was not a free man. He was the prisoner of the captain of the ship. It was a prisoner of the soldiers in the ship. Listen to this. Your condition does not determine your location. Your condition does not determine who you are. Your condition, your environment, amen. What is happening around you and what is happening to people around you, amen, does not mean that it will happen to you. You see, you're different. Do you know that? Do you know that? That your case is different. That you can be in prison, but you're in charge. Come on, we know that. Joseph taught, taught us that. That you can be amen, in, in, in the land of bondage. You can be in Babylon and you can still decide which meal you want to eat. <laughs> you can still define and determine which garment you're going to wear. You can still determine, amen, where you are going to connect, amen, your satellite dish, picking a signal from. 
That even in captivity, you have a right. Not the right that a man gives to you. Not the right that your nation or your government gives to you. If you don't know that you have a right in God, then you have no vision to fulfill. Because vision, listen to this. Vision always brings a solution to a people who think they know, who think they have, who think they are powerful, but indeed they are perplexed. You see, when a man of vision comes, step into the scene. He sees everything from a vantage position. Including those who think that they are almighty. Are you getting the point? That's why you can never claim you're a leader without an ascended vision. What makes you a leader is your position of vision. A leader without a, without, without a vision is a follower. A leader with a vision is a pathfinder. Is a pioneer. If there's anything that needs to emerge in this day, amen, is a new order of leaders who will pioneer in the field of medicine, who will pioneer in the field of engineering, who will pioneer, come on, in the field of physics, who will pioneer earlier, in the field of politics, who will pioneer in the field of economics. We need new leaders with vision, amen, who are selfless, who want to change and transform. We need leaders who will engage the forces of darkness. Yes, you see, a leader is there to defend the mass. Thank you, Father. A leader is not defined by his, by his, by his location. Paul was, was chained on his way to Rome, but he was leading there. Joseph was in prison, but he was a leader in the prison. Cambra Gadayando. Mordecai was a slave in the, in, the, in the land, in the palace of Susha. But he had favor. Come on. Esther was a slave, but she became queen. It's not the condition of where you are. It is the vision of God upon your life. Propelling you to the place of manifestation, friends. I'm a leader. The devil is a liar. The devil wants to mess up with my network tonight. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? Am I staring your heart somebody tonight? When you look at your position and condition and your environment, you will capsize, you will go down, you will bow the knees. But when you live from the inside out, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. When you live from the ascended realm that you are, that you live, when you ascended on high, give, give to men. When you know that you are a man and a woman called to dwell on the mountaintop, you're not moved, you're not afraid. Because when you come down to the valley, you're a solution. Whenever they take you to the mountaintop, they take you there to calibrate your vision. To show you your true identity. 
Whenever you pray, you're climbing the hill of God. Whenever you pray, your vision is recalibrated. There is a position in your life that allows you to see things from an elevated realm. You become an eagle, soaring and looking down at things. You're in this world, but you're not of the earth. Hallelujah. Men, you should have taken my advice not to have sailed to Crete. Then you should have spared yourself this damage and loss. Today we have men in, in position of leadership who are, who are as blind as a bat. People with thoughts that they are experts, that they know things, that they know what to do. They are all collapsing. They are all capsizing. They are all, you know, giving in to the lies of the enemy. Why? Because they have refused to track God. They have refused. People think tracking God is religion. People think tracking God is going to church and singing some hymnals. They don't know that tracking God is a position that empowers you to become a voice in the earth. Hi. That in the days we're living, how we look at God and the things of God are no longer defined by religion. Religion is banished. Listen to my definition of religion. It is what man say about God, not what God says. It is what man says, what man thinks. That when you follow some formula and you go through some rituals and you do some ceremony that you are actually close to God. No, it's not being pious that makes you amen, religious or makes you spiritual. Spirituality is aligning to the will of God. It's allowing God amen, to rest in you, to resident in you. Spirituality is where his will, amen, find inroad, his kingdom comes and lives and dwells and walks and express through your life. You cannot talk about being spiritual and you are not skilled, you are not empowered, you are not energized, you are not, you are not excelling, amen, in your, in your place of assignment. Spirituality, spirituality, amen, is equivalent to productivity in every area of life. That is the definition of how God, amen, intend man to function. God placed man, amen, in the garden that he created to manage it. Spiritual people are, are good managers. They are good leaders. When man collapsed and fell and compromised, everything that defines his spirituality also was corrupt. If you're, if you're a leader, it means you have been cited. We can't talk about leader, leader, leadership without the spirit of leadership which is born out of vision and vision remember is not what a man gives to you vision is not an assignment a man can give to you vision is what God infuses is your emblem amen of existence in the earth vision amen is is what God ordained your life to reflect amen and to produce in the earth vision amen is the extension of God through your life to the earth Vision is when God touches the earth through your life. Jesus. A man in prison, yet leading. 
bound yet leading. He's blind but he could see. This man was blind but he saw Aeneas coming. When you live by the order of vision, you are not disenfranchised. Your condition does not hinder you. Where you are born, you can, you can be born in a shack, still living in the shack. It doesn't define who you are. You can live in a shack and be leading people. It's not about your, your physical status. It's about earlier. The environment of your inner life. Cambrigazayanda. You will never know if your leader at work is living in a shack. As long as he comes or she comes and does a job effectively. You see, we have gotten it wrong. We define and honor people by their look, by their physical status, the car they ride, you know, the, the, pl the place they live. The shop, amen. They they, 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 they go to they, they, you know the brand of clothes they wear. Who look at all those things in this day where things are collapsing? Can you perform? Do you have answer? <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Do you have what it takes to turn things around? There are people being paid. Thousands of rands, thousands of dollars. Look at the money they are pumping into ESCOM. And still people are collapsing. Things are still going from bad to worse. This is a nation that is killing the middle class. Where you have to spend close to 3,000 in a month just for electricity. You know that something is wrong somewhere. I said, when you have to spend close to three thousand in a in a in a month in just for a, a family of four, you, then you know that something is wrong. That those who call themselves, you know, expert and expertise, come on, are doing nothing. These people know nothing. We need leaders in our day that will emerge. The purpose of vision, amen, is not just about going to heaven. Is about redeeming creation that is groaning. The earth is groaning. Creation is groaning. Where are the Joseph? Where are the Debras? Where are the Esthers? Where are the Ruths? Where are the Joseph? Where are the Daniel? Where are the Joshua? Where are the Mordecai? Where are the Ezra and the Ezekiels of our day? Where are the Nehemiahs? Come on. Where are the Zadok? Where are the, are the, are the, are the priesthood born after the order of Melchizedek? The order of the king and priest. It's not about their robe. It's about their position of authority in the earth. Hey. Zabababaye. Ondegabayadabadabada. Lord, stir up your zeal. Stir up your zeal, O oh God. Stir up your zeal, O oh God. Over this nation, let your zeal be stirred, O oh God. Over this land, let your zeal be stirred, O oh God. Arise, O oh God, as a mighty man of war. Break forth, O oh God, as one, yes, charging towards the deliverance of his own. 
This is the day of your spirit. Come Lord Jesus. Show forth your power like in the days of old. Reveal your redemption and salvation to the people of the earth. Bring forth a company of them whom you have, yes, prepared from the furnace of your fire. Show them forth that they may guilt and reveal your position as gold in the earth. Come Lord Jesus. Paul said, you should have listened to me. There's a company of people that God is releasing that the nations will listen to. You look at them, they are unassuming. But you ignore them to your detriment. They have the eyes of an eagle. They have the heart of a lamb. The face of a man. Yeah, they have the strength of a calf. They are complete in all the four dimensions of the earth. They have the sevenfold spirit of God in them. They are not limited. They have the capacity to break through barriers and limitations. The hand of the Lord is upon them. When they speak, nations here, when they speak and stretch their hands, cease part in twos. Comfort, Lord. Like in the days of old, reveal yourself. I'm talking about vision. This vision keeps us alive. It renews us. Our strength is renewed like that of an eagle. Verse 22, Act 27. But now I urge you to keep up your courage. Don't allow your mistake. Don't allow... Your, your rebellion, don't allow the things that have happened to you amen, to paralyze you. Now, keep up your courage. Rise up. That's the voice of a leader. Yes, I told you so. But here is the answer. Keep up your courage. Because not one of you will be lost. We proclaim and we declare in the name of Jesus that in this new day, that as people begin to wake up, yes, as people begin to wake up from their slumber, as people begin to wake up from their slumber, yes, from ignorance, as they begin to wake up into the reality, Lord, of your intention, of your counsel, we declare in the name of Jesus that they will not die of guilt, but they will begin to align themselves in repentance, yes, oh God, and be counted as armies that you're going to use, just like you change the life of Saul of Tarsus yes to become Paul the apostle we declare in the name of Jesus right now that there is a change taking place a, a transformation that taking place right now in the name of Jesus not one of you will be lost only the ship will be destroyed friends <laughs> the ship sometimes could re represent some system <laughs> Oh, let me not say what I want to say. But maybe I should say it. In fact, not maybe. I should say it. The government may collapse. The system of the government may collapse. The ship that men have built. Have you noticed? I said this morning. Vision is like a ship that takes us from where we are to the place of divine intention. That is, that is a ship that God gives 
the dimension and the measure of the building. But if the, if the Lord is not the one who called for the building, if, if, if the Lord is not the one who gives you the measurement, if God is not the one that gives you the dimension and the diameter, I, I can tell you that this ship will capsize. It will collapse. It will burn. It will die. Just like we see system collapsing. Ships, amen, capsizing. Ships, amen, breaking and being destroyed in our day. Government losing direction. Nations that we thought, amen, have understanding, amen, are dropping the ball. Leaders are dropping the ball. Yes, it's the day of the collapse of the ship of men. They thought the Titanic we never collapsed. We never, you know, sank. They say we build this thing not to sink. Well, God proved them wrong. What brought down the Titanic, hallelujah, was not what men saw. What man was focusing on, amen, was too minute to what brought down the Titanic. Are you hearing the voice of God, friends? What brought down the Titanic was something deeper than what men thought of. It's the same thing bringing down government in our day. It's the same thing collapsing homes, family, marriages in our day. While men are sleeping, the enemy has sneaked in. There's been an invasion. Systems that we thought were powerful, strong, invincible today are failing before our eyes and we're wondering the bible says in one hour babylon will become a thing of the past a ship will be burned in the sea a power will be forgotten in one hour the jewel of the nations will sink to the bottom of the ocean are we getting the voice of god friends Nothing will escape the judgment of God in this new day. Except the Lord builds the house. The builders are built in vain. Except the Lord watches the city. The watchmen are watching but in vain. Look at what this nation has been through. In the past few months. Look at what happened during the looting. Lives, homes, family. I mean, things have happened. For those of us who have prophetic insight, I mean, those are things that will cause us to weep. In fact, many of us wept. I wept not because people broke into stores to loot, but it exposed not just the government of this nation, but it exposed what we call nationhood. It exposed is it, we can give all kinds of excuses and say, well, it's because people are, people are impoverished, people are poor. That's why they go and, you know, whatever excuse we want to give, fine. But it tells us something, that our humanity has been compromised. Our, our humanity... Who we are as humans have been compromised. I saw people 
behaving and reacting like 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 beast like animals that's what happens when you 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 have put people in prison and suddenly you you throw you know a, a piece of meat to them and you see how people pounce on it is a case study those who are into psychology what happened in South Africa in the past few months is a case study that must go into the archives. You see, politicians, they will, they, they will play down on these things and pretend and behave as if it's nothing. If you have sight, these things should cause us, these are things that will cause leaders to resign. Because they failed in their leadership. I'm talking about vision. In days of crisis, in days of the virus, in days of the pandemic, a new order of leaders must emerge who are vision driven. Not money driven. Not fame driven. Not seeking to save themselves. Not seeking to save their political, you know, uh, uh, you know, pursuit. Cow. My heart burdens, friends. My heart is burdened. But now, you keep courage because not one of you will lose his life. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand in trial before Caesar. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my Lord. You're not going to escape. No, you will stand in trial before Caesar. Jesus. You must stand in trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. God has put you in charge. Don't you know? That because of your life, many will be saved. That because you take your position, because you're a man of the spirit, because you're a woman of the spirit, that because you walk in obedience and you track, hallelujah, the, the direction and the instructions of God, you represent the bunch. That because of you, because of Noah, his family was secure in days of destruction. God help us. Help us to see beyond ourselves. Help us to see beyond the minds of men. Help us to know who we are in this day, oh God. Father, we ask for grace. We ask, oh God, for strength. We ask, oh God, for direction. And clothe us, oh God, as we undress ourselves, oh God, from the fear of yesterday. As we remove, oh God, the garment of shame and fear and doubt. As we wait on you, Lord, to reclothe us so we can indeed reflect the, all the various dimensions of your spirit. Yes, 
the coat of many colors the lord will be able to express what you desire of us at every given in interval oh god thank you father for your seven spirit upon our lives grant us grace in this new day to become indeed the answer and the solution to our generation we bless your holy name we thank you lord for answering our prayer tonight thank you father for the impartation for the imprint of your grace of your spirit thank you for elevation thank you for new sight thank you for the ear and ears the heart to understand to conceive newness lord we thank you that as we continue to behold you in the mirror of this present truth that we are being changed from one dimension of glory to another we bless your holy name not by might not by power but by your spirit may your spirit and your zeal oh god perfect this work build us oh god that your name may be glorified thank you once again that you are indeed releasing yourself oh god through the auspices of our life that the earth once again is being covered with the knowledge of your glory come lord jesus uh, move in your power reveal yourself reveal your glory break forth the chains of the enemy in the name of jesus bring the people out of bondage uh, deliver them oh god from the lies of the enemy bring newness out of the old bring newness out of the shame of yesterday bring newness oh god bring us to the day of your power bring us to the day of your spirit Re deliver us oh god from the limitations of men. Oh hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Do not be afraid Abram. I am your shield. And your great reward. And Abram said oh sovereign Lord. What can I. What can, what, what can you. What can you give me. Since I remain childless. Since I remain childless. And the one whom will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus and Abraham said and Abraham said you have given me no children so a servant in my household will be my heir then the word of the Lord came to him this man will not be your heir but a son coming from your own body will be your heir but a son coming from your own womb, from your own body. Do you still believe? Verse 5 of Genesis 15. God took Abraham outside, Abraham outside, and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be if you can count the star. Friends, it's time to come out. Wherever you are, locked, fearful, God says, come out and behold the sky. The sky. If you can count the star, Father, we thank you. We definitely cannot count the star. Your promises are innumerous. Your promises are too much for us to count. We trust in your word. We trust in your word. We trust in your promises. We believe. We believe. 
Like Mary said, may it be done to me according to your word. We say, let it be done. That in days of crisis like this, we believe, oh God, that you are raising a generation of answers and solutions. Come, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Take your place. Calibrate our vision. Calibrate our vision. May we see the things that you are showing us. May we see the things that you are showing us. May we see the things that you are proclaiming. Yes, Lord. You said to Jeremiah, what do you see? After you have walked on him, after you have touched his lips, what do you see? After you have touched his eyes, what do you see? Father, we thank you. Now we see right. Touch our eyes. Touch our minds. Touch every aspect of our faculty. That we may see the things you want us to see. That your name once again may be hallowed in the earth. This is not the day of Ichabod. No. The glory is returning. Your presence is returning. Your fame is returning. And we thank you. We honor you. Come Jesus. Take your place in our life. Rule and reign O God. As Paul said, not one of you will lose his life. Only the ship will be destroyed. Tonight, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and have said, don't be afraid, Paul. We are not afraid. As you said to Abram, don't be afraid. We proclaim that we are not afraid. For God has not given to us the spirit of fear, but of love. But of love, of authority, of power, and soundness of our faculty. We thank you that we are redeemed, renewed. We are graced. Thank you, Father, for everyone that have joined me tonight. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful brethren that have connected with me tonight. I pray for them. Lord, indeed, that this word that you have spoken will not just resonate with them, but will reconfigure them, will realign them, will embolden them, will empower them, O oh God, to become the very manifestation of what you created them for. I thank you, Father. I honor your holy name that nothing will be able to stop you listening and watching me tonight. No fear will be able to hinder you. No limitation will be able to limit you. No man, no system will be able to stop you. The will of God will prosper in your life and through your life. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you will continue to envision them, embolden them, grace them thank you for unlocking things in them tonight thank you for steering things thank you for affirming and confirming your will and purposes in their life thank you lord that this was they reflect the dimension of abram they reflect the position yes lord of paul yes in the name of jesus we thank you thank you for the grace of abacock that this ones are positioned upon the ramp yes 
though, that though the vision tarries, the grace to wait for it. Because indeed the vision will not lie, but it will speak at the appointed time. Thank you, Lord, that your will and counsel right now is being fulfilled in their life. In the name of Jesus, as we declare your will is being fulfilled upon this nation, upon this generation, upon this continent, oh God. We declare, come Lord, may new generation, oh God, yes Lord, of builders arise, nation builders, oh God, war builders, oh God, restorers of burnt gates, oh God, and broken walls. Thank you for the Nehemiah's company. <coughs> Thank you, Father, for our people that are not afraid. Thank you for the Ezra's that are able to accurately teach the people the way of the Lord. We honor you, God. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of Zechariah. Thank you for the new dimension. Thank you, Father, for newness that you're birthing within the chaos of our day. Thank you for the Johns that have been born. Thank you, yes, Lord, for, for a new generation of men. The Gideon order coming for the Joshua generation rising up, oh God. Yes, Women like Esther being born for such a time as this. Coming to the place of royalty, to the glory of your name. We thank you. We bless your name. May the knowledge of this truth cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Thank you, Lord. Stir up your zeal, O God. Stir up your zeal, O God. To the glory of your name. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. What an honor to share this word with you again. What an honor to bring the heart of God across to you. I want to thank God for the things the Spirit of God once again have revealed and have shared with us. I want to especially thank everybody that have joined us once again. Thank you, uh, uh, my dear brother uh, Mararo uh, Daniels. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. God bless you. And who else is there? Yes, uh, my dear sister uh, Priscilla, thank you so much. God bless you. Really appreciate it. And any other person that have joined us tonight, I really do appreciate it. God bless you. I pray that you continue to follow, follow us. Uh, well, this is the Porter's Gate online broadcast. I, I want to believe that you've been blessed by what you've heard tonight. Well, great things amen, ahead of us. The Lord is building his church. Amen. And the gate of hell will not prevail. May God continue to steer our heart to bring a present truth. Amen. In, in, you know, for the church and of course for this generation. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful night rest if you're from South Africa and wherever you're joining or you'll be watching or be listening to the broadcast, uh, particularly the audio. Well, I want to wish you, amen, a wonderful time of listening. Keep building yourself. Keep developing yourself. Keep empowering yourself and keep proclaiming that you will live and not die. Hallelujah. To proclaim the counsel of God. God is doing a new thing in your life, in your space. I'm speaking and I'm sending the word of God to you wherever you are. That the word of the Lord is reaching you. The word of the Lord that is spirit 
and life is reaching you right now. Are you sick in your body? Receive healing in the name of Jesus. Do you feel depressed? Let the pressure be gone in Jesus' name. Do you feel tired? Receive strength in Jesus' name. Are you confused? Receive direction in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through right now, I declare the word of the Lord reaches you. The word will not return to God empty of void. It will accomplish that which is been sent, hallelujah, to accomplish in your life. You are well. You are healed. You are restored. You are revived. You are reformed. Hallelujah. You are restored in the name of Jesus. You are reformed. You are revived in the name of Jesus. Clarity is given to you. Direction is given to you. Life is your portion. You will fulfill God's intentions for your life in this new day. God bless you. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. See you again, hopefully, tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.